Pressure keeps the sunshine going mostly for the afternoons, following the clear, chilly overnights. Tonight, a clear night with lighter winds coming in somewhere around the lower 50s. Breezes pick up through the day tomorrow. Sunny skies and the high temperatures in the upper 60s. We've got sunshine again Thursday and mostly sunny Friday, each day tacking on a few degrees. Low 70s Thursday, middle to upper 70s Friday. By Saturday, we're back to near 80. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show with over 250 tables, knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, December 5th, 9 to 5. Sunday, December 6th, 10 to 4. Adults, $10. Ages 11 to 15, $5. 10 and under, get in free. Good for both days. $2 discount for military and police at Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Knives, guns, and ammo at Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Saturday and Sunday, December 5th, December 6th at the Castine Center, Mandeville. And good afternoon, and welcome to The Food Show. And no, this is not Tom Fitzmorris, nor is it Marianne Fitzmorris. It's Don Clement, the gourmet neighbor, and I'm coming to you live from the warehouse district, where it is a stunningly gorgeous day. If you could write down on a piece of paper what kind of day you would want, this would be the day you would ask for. Windows are opened. It is just beautiful, beautiful. So I am very happy to be sitting in today, and uh, I would like to talk to you. So if you would, please give us a call. Our number here at WGSO is 556-9696. Ready to talk to you about anything. Where have you been eating? Where have you been going? Where are you thinking of eating? Uh, I've been to a lot of places. It's uh, sort of a hobby. So uh, maybe I can help you out. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is upon us, and Thanksgiving this year is going to be a little different for some of us. Um, I'm sure that we're not going to be traveling uh, maybe as far as we used to travel. Uh, Maybe you'll be limiting the number of people that you are spending the holidays with. You know, I really think it it all boils down to whatever your level of comfort is. But even if it's going to be different as far as the location or as far as the people you're with, I hope that one thing stays the same, that those dishes that always make you think of Thanksgiving still appear on your table. So even if it's just a few members of your family, even if it's just your little household that's getting together, make sure that some of those traditions stay with us. Doesn't matter if if there aren't 20 people there, just sort of pare them down. Or you don't have to pair, if you're like me and you cannot figure out how to pare down the size of recipes, uh, just share it with your friends, share it with your neighbors, pass it along, you know? 556-9696. So Henry, when you think of Thanksgiving, what dish would you be most upset if it were not on the table? Oh, for me, it's easy because I love stuffing. I think it's my favorite aspect of uh, the whole Thanksgiving dinner. So if there's no stuffing, uh, I I mean, I would be so disappointed. I would just, I I don't think it's complete, you know. So here in New Orleans, we we really don't, we, we, I guess some people have stuffing. If it is, it's probably cornbread stuffing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But of course, you know, we we do the dressings. We do Mm -hmm. the dressings. And so when you say stuffing, what was the main component of your stuffing? Was it cornbread? 
No, you know, I, I have a little bit of family out there in Utah, a little bit of that Midwest in me. So I suppose I just grew up with that uh, stereotypical American, you know, bread, uh, white bread stuffing with all those delicious spices and just soaked by, uh, you know, you cook it inside the turkey and all that. And right, there's right. just something so nostalgic about it. But I have to say, cornbread sounds, uh, cornbread stuffing sounds amazing. I've never had it. Yeah, I, I do that every now and then. Um, not necessarily on the holiday, but if I've made red beans and we've, uh, it's the rare occasion where I have made, made, made cornbread, I'll let it go stale for a couple of days and then I'll, uh, you know, sort of reinvent it. I hate to throw it away. Oh, yeah. I, I never yeah. like to throw anything like that away. <clears throat> what about yourself, Don? What is your, uh, what's the ultimate in the uh, Thanksgiving meal? I think there would be two components that I would be so upset if they weren't there. And one would be my grandmother's stuffed artichokes, mm, mm-hmm. which, which thank goodness, uh, one of my aunts had uh, spent some time with her, like Tom said, and got that recipe. Otherwise, it would probably be lost. And the other is probably my grandmother's eggplant dressing or stuffing. So the eggplants are sort of uh, boiled. Uh, the pulp is taken out. And we saute down um, onions, garlic, uh, throw in some uh, ground meat, brown all of that off, take it off the stove, put the pulp from the eggplant in. It's probably oh. equal portions of both. Uh, I like to add a little uh, fennel to mine, give it a little of that anise taste. And um, lots, of Parmesan, lots of Parmesan cheese. And every time I smell that, I think of my grandmother. And I think of being at her house on Thanksgiving Day. And that is some of the best parts of Thanksgiving is the memories that are kind of attached with it. Because it is such, uh, to me, it's my favorite holiday. I don't know if you uh, mm-hmm. like another holiday more. I love, it combines my two favorite things, eating good food and talking with people that I like, which right. I could just do all day, every day. Uh, oh. The most nostalgic part for me is definitely the dessert, the pie uh, at the end, mm. which, ooh. Brings me right back to childhood. And, you know, I'm really not a sweet eater. Oh, no. So for me, no, for me, that was never really a big, uh, a big part of the meal. I mean, there were always the pies there and the cakes there, but mm-hmm. I'm more of a, a salty palate, if you would. Something savory. Oh, I, I th- Which, I'm certainly not a sweet tooth. Not like some mm-hmm. other people on this show who can just eat candy yeah. forever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love a good uh, pecan pie, honestly. Oh, my goodness. No, I do. Yeah, I, I, I could eat a piece of that, yeah. Or, or pumpkin. Or oh, yeah, pumpkin. pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oddly, one of, the, one of my favorite desserts, and, and maybe it's because it was one of my grandfather's favorite desserts, uh, actually came from Mackenzie's. There were two of them, and I don't know if you remember Mackenzie's. I don't know if you were here for that. I was not. Local chain. Great local chain. Tell me about it. And, um... They used to do this awesome custard pie, and they did this awesome blackout cake. And the blackout cake was this deep, deep chocolate cake, and I'm assuming the filling between the uh, three layers, it was some type of pudding, Ooh. like chocolate pudding. Okay. Then they, then they cover the outside of that cake with chocolate pudding, and then I think it was crumbs from another chocolate cake that were padded all over oh. the outside of it. Oh. And it was, it was refrigerated. And if anybody remembers that, please give me a call. Because those two things, along with the buttermilk drops, which were these dense, heavy, um, 
sort of like a cake donut, but better. Mm-hmm. They were sort of moist in the middle, and I guess they're about the size of a baseball. Oh, and those okay. were just those were just delicious. The one thing that Don did not eat from Mackenzie's oh, okay. was the king cake. No, oh, did you? Are you oh. objected? Oh, profusely. It, it, it was so. <laughs> it was so sad. I went to a Catholic um, grammar school, an elementary school, and it was so sad when the person whose job it was that week to bring the king cake, whatever child it was, when they walked in with the Mackenzie king cake, there was a collective sigh from all the nine-year-olds that were so disappointed to see that king cake. Oh no! <laughs> it was just this. It was just this terribly, terribly dry. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. If anybody like that, let me know. We'll, we'll have to uh, debate that. Again, uh, it is Thanksgiving. Uh, it is upon us. If you need some help with your Thanksgiving meal, need a place to eat, uh, perhaps I can help you uh, with that. Uh, give us a call, 556-9696. Let's make some recommendations. It's only how many days away? Goodness, is it eight days now? It's Seven next days? Thursday, so just about eight days, yeah. <sighs> I know. Wow. I, just, I know. I look. I look at the calendar on my desk, and it's like, my gracious, what a crazy year! You think it would feel like it was going by slower rather than faster? It feels slow but, and fast at the same time, Don. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's a good. That is a good way to put it. Give us a call, guys. Five five six nine six nine six, and we can chat about anything you would like. Ah. Uh, Hello, here we are. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show, just as I am now. But the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato. A delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousins Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner. Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother Sarita's tamales are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie. 4640854 When you're awake the things you think come from the dreams you dream thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem
And welcome back to the food show. And this is Don Clement, the gourmet neighbor, sitting in for Tom and Mary Ann Fitzmorris on this week before Thanksgiving, one of the best food holidays there possibly is. Give us a call. We'd love to chat with you about it. 556-9696. You know, in this uh, new world that we live in, there's a lot of food being picked up. And there are a lot of restaurants out there who are doing entire Thanksgiving menus. And you can pick up something from as small as, you know, for two, two people to have actually seen some feeds that go from 10 to 12 people. So if you're out there and you're taking a look at those, let me know. But I did have one question. We went to uh, Central City Barbecue about, well, I guess, a week, week and a half ago, and I, I just love it. If you've never been, uh, it's a very large, large restaurant. It's very easy to sit outside, socially distance, soak up some of this beautiful weather we're having, not to mention that their barbecue is probably one of the best in the city. It's just deli- delicious. So uh, we'll circle back to that. Greg, you're, you, thank you for calling the food show. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you? I am fantastic on this beautiful day, sir. Well, I wanted to talk to you about a blackout cake. Guess what? It's been resurrected. Where? Well, the, on Harrison Avenue, right near St. Dominic School, between Argonne and uh, Canal Boulevard, there is a tasty slash... Uh, McKenzie's there and been there ah. for years and <clears throat> for a number of months they after Katrina tried to uh, try to make the blackout cake the way it was and they came pretty close uh, we tried to get it a number of times and then finally it was ready and it's uh, it's pretty close to the old blackout cake from McKenzie's and uh, like you said it's uh, layers of fudge and uh, crumbled black uh, black cake all over the place, and it's just delectable with a tall glass of cold milk. Absolutely, and it, it's so nice to have that piece of cold cake. So it's been so long since I've since I've had the cake, Greg. The uh, in between the layers, is it pudding or is it icing? I don't really remember exactly. It, it, it's not icing. It's almost like a, a fudge, uh, but I, I would say a pudding is a is an apt description of what comes in between. Okay. It. It's just blackout chocolate all over the place. So this is the this is not the same resurrected McKenzie's that used to do the fried chicken out there somewhere, is it? No, no, that's off of Gentilly Boulevard, I believe. That's but this right. used to that's be right. actually the location. Um, well, it used to be across the street, actually, the old Mackenzie's, but it's on the corner okay. of, I think, General Diaz and, um, and, and Harrison Avenue. But, well, that is uh, one they, de- that's one dessert I'd pick up and eat. I would definitely try yes. it. Can you order it? Uh, you can. You they usually it? have them in stock on weekends. Okay. They're, um, they've got them refrigerated, like you say, and then for special yeah. occasions, we get one every now and then, and it is delicious. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to check that out. What's on uh, what's on what's on tab for you and your family with uh, Thanksgiving? Well, that's a good question. Uh, we're really not sure. We haven't really talked about it too much. We got some local family and some family in Lake Charles, and uh, mm-hmm. we don't plan on having a big big celebration. But we'll probably have right. just close family and and call it at that. Yeah, I, I think that's what most are uh, doing. I actually headed out to Dornax today 
to pick up my turkey just because for some reason I, I wanted to make sure I had it. I don't know. Like there's going to be a turkey shortage. But I did that, bought all, bought, bought all the non-perishables, you know, that, mm-hmm. uh, that, I'll, need to, that I'll need to cook. And uh, I'm all ready to go. I need a few more proteins, and I, I'm ready to cook. So uh, it'll be small, but it'll be good. It'll be good. Well, you mentioned, what is your, you mentioned favorite, you mentioned favorite yeah. dishes. My favorite dish that my wife makes is shrimp melaton. I do that, too. How does she do casserole. How are hers? Oh, she does the casserole. I, I, she doesn't stuff. I, I don't. I couldn't even begin to tell you how she does it, but I can tell you how much I eat it. <laughs> Actually, I, I do that. That that is another one of that's my my paternal grandmother always used to make those, and uh, that's been passed down to me too. But we don't put it in the casserole; we do put it back in the shell. And I use shrimp and jumbo lump crab meat. Mm, that sounds delicious. It is. It is. Look, they they are the first thing to go. You know what I'm saying? They fly <laughs> off the table. So, all right, my friend. Well, th- thank you for the hint because I am definitely going to uh, look them up and try to order me a blackout cake. Yep, it'll put some weight sure. on you. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, that's just that's just what I need. Thank you. That's <laughs> trust me. Last thing I need. Last thing I need. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving and a safe one. You too. Thanks, Greg. Happy Thanksgiving. See how easy that is, folks. It's just five five six nine six nine six. Stuffed Militon. I love stuffed Militon. The problem that nobody realizes is that, number one, it's sort of labor-intensive, and number two, the way I do it, it is expensive, especially because when I do Militon, I usually stuff about 18. So 18 turns into 36. Cut them in half, right? So by the time you do that, and then I've got to fill it. Um, and I, like I said, I use the shrimp and I use the jumbo lump crab. So by the time you buy two pounds of the jumbo lump crab, maybe three pounds of the shrimp, the bill gets up there. You know, I always joke with the family because they love them so much. I said, you know, if I had to sell these, they'd be about $12 a piece. So uh, Don will not be in the restaurant business anytime soon, but uh, very, very good Militon. So what if you're not going to cook at home? You know, those big buffets that we used to have at the uh, Roosevelt, La Pavillon, all of those uh, big Thanksgiving things, those have been pared down. But it looks like you can still go and get a sit-down buffet. So I'm not sure if everybody gets the same thing or how it works, but uh, if you're going out somewhere for Thanksgiving, uh, let us know. Let us know what the story is. Let us know uh, how it's going to work, etc. I know it was on NewOrleansMenu.com today, and one of Tom's recommendations, if you are going to eat out on Thanksgiving, is just like his recommendation whenever you eat out. Make reservations. They are free. They are easier than ever, especially with all the different apps that are out there now. Many times or most times, you don't even have to call into a restaurant. Make a reservation. He did also suggest that when making a Thanksgiving or a holiday reservation, make it as early as you can round everybody up. He insists that the food's going to be better. Try to get there at 1130, no later than noon, because once the rush hits, they're not going to calm down probably until about 3 o'clock. So if, you, if you're going to go to a restaurant, you're making that reservation, either set it for early or set it for later. 
I, I don't think even even after Katrina, when we were um, stuck in Atlanta for about two years, I don't I don't remember. Yeah, I, I remember eating one holiday. I remember Easter. One Easter, it was just my wife and my two girls, and we had uh, Easter dinner. I want to say it was an Emerald restaurant, and he may have even called it Emeralds. I, I don't know. I don't believe it's there anymore, but that may have been one of the only times, up oh, two Easters, when uh, Peter Sclafani had his restaurant in the quarter, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, the entire extended family uh, went to a buffet there. Well, for Easter dinner, and that was good. But, uh, of course, the family and I don't agree on, on, on dining preferences. So it was, uh, let's just suffice to say, some enjoyed it much better than others. So uh, if we go through uh, Tom's almanac, the food almanac that comes up every day, today's special is leek and potato soup. Leek and potato soup. Now, that is not something that you really see in, in these parts uh, very often. And it, I love leeks, but leeks are not the easiest thing to clean. So, I mean, you, you really have to get, you know, the sink of ice cold water, you've got to cut the leeks, and then you've got to break apart all of those uh, little pieces, like sort of comes off like sheets of paper off of a roll, and you've really got to, you've really got to clean that well. So again, something labor intensive. And we really don't do thick soups. You know, we do the gumbos, we do the etouffees, we do those things. But I guess maybe it just really doesn't get cold enough here for us to sit down and eat this big bowl of, of, of starch, basically. So I guess that's the reason we don't do it. I don't know, but I do like leeks and I do like potato soup. Maybe I will circle back and try that if and when it ever gets colder. Religion and eating today was an interesting, uh, interesting topic in the food almanac, and this was something that I, I didn't know it happened this late. It says that on this date in 1966, the bishops of the Catholic Church in America announced that starting on December 2nd, I'm not sure the relevance of this, why this date and that date, but December 2nd must have some relevance that I missed through all my Catholic school years that the Catholics would no longer be required to abstain from meat on Fridays outside of Lent. There were many, many happy children, I'm sure that day, who learned they would no longer be forced to eat those horrible cafeteria fish sticks. So there must have been dancing in the hallways at the uh, Catholic schools uh, for sure. Give us a call if you'd like to chat with me. Thanksgiving's out there. Somebody's got to have a question. 556-9696. To circle back to Central Barbecue, what I was, uh, before we had the call, um, they do smoked turkeys and smoked turkey breasts that you can order for the holiday. And they, look, I'm sure it's great. Their food is awesome. I've got a food question, though. Um, if you take this turkey that's cold, okay, so the turkey's been cooked, now the turkey's cold, and I'm bringing it home. The next morning, I've got to warm this turkey up, right? So I guess I'd put it in a pan, I'd maybe put some vegetables in the bottom, some turkey broth or chicken broth in the bottom, and lightly, I guess, tent, tent it with foil so it doesn't get any browner, bring it up to temperature, carve it, serve it, eat it. What happens to the leftovers? Because I'm, you know, I'm, I don't want to get anybody sick, 
But here's my thought. If it was already cooked, then it was chilled, then I cooked it again, and I save it and reheat it again, am I in any risk out there? So if anybody out there is in the food service industry and can help me out with that, I, I just want to be sure that it would be safe to do it that way. Because I've, I've always been taught that if it was cooked, then frozen. Then you took it out and reheated it. You could save those leftovers. But I didn't know if the same rules existed if it was actually just refrigerated, cooked, then reheated. So if you know the answer to that, please call me because I would really like to go get one of those um, smoked breasts because uh, I, I can tell you I've had it there on the sandwich before. Matter of fact, the last time I was there, and it's like this huge serving of beautiful beautifully smoked white meat turkey. It was just just on a bun by itself. I, I did nothing to it. No coleslaw, no anything, you know, barbecue places with their coleslaw. Didn't do it. It was absolutely delicious. If you haven't been to Central City yet, you owe it to yourself. Get out there. You can pick it up. You can order it on an app. It's really good barbecue. Maybe I miss it because I can't barbecue anymore because I live in a condo. So, Maybe, maybe that's my attraction to barbecue. So give us a call, 556-9696. I want to know what you are doing for Thanksgiving. If you have a question about what to cook, you have a question about how to cook it, have a question about how to serve it, give me a call. I would love to help you out. 556-9696 is the number, and I really want to talk to you. Give us a call. Thanksgiving. I can't possibly believe it's already here. But it is. Get out the stretchy pants because it's happening. Give us a call. We're almost at the bottom of the hour, 556-9696. And we're gonna go straight to we're gonna go straight to the news. Give us a call. 556-9696. We'll see you on the other side. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Former Governor Edwin Edwards is back in the hospital today. His biographer, Leo Honeycutt, says the 93-year-old has been diagnosed with double pneumonia and is expected to remain in the hospital for the next few days. He was in the hospital over the weekend as well, but released after he was treated for a head cold. A new self-test for COVID receives emergency FDA approval. Brooke Thorington speaks with a physician on the pros and cons of the new test. Dr. Lucio Mele at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine says the at-home rapid test best detects the virus shortly before you show symptoms. Therefore, you should perform many of these tests. On, a, on the same person, you're more likely to catch them at a time when they're positive. Mele says the test only detects one gene of the virus, unlike those sent to a lab. However, you don't have to wait for a report from a lab that can take a couple of days. This test gives you a result in 30 minutes. I'm Brooke Thorrington. LRN. Hey y'all, I'm Amanda Shaw. We all know Louisiana is as fun as all get out. So get out, take a road trip, and explore our state. Fill her up, then try a new restaurant that's as fun-loving as it is food-loving. Grab the family and take off for monumental adventures at our 21 state parks. Or take a magical minivan tour along our 19 scenic trails and byways. Louisiana's a trip. Take one today. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianaisatrip.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of Tourism. 
Hi, can I help you? Uh, yes, can I get that new scratch-off power shot? Power shot? Oh, are you sure, uh... Ron? My name is Ron? Are you sure, Ron? Yes? Hello, folks! We have our next player, Roy! It's Ron. Our next player, Ron, and he's ready to play power shot from the lottery. Now, Johnny, tell Roy... Ron. ...what he can win! Certainly! Roy, by playing power shot, you can win money! That's right, just by playing, you could win up to $100,000! It's just that easy! Must be at least 21 to purchase. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge November 13th is John Papa Grow, November 20th, Billy Ayusa and the Restless Natives, and November 27th, the New Orleans Nightcrawlers. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact Contact AC Ambulance. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Well, I'm not sure how inviting it is in the current world, but uh, it was inviting for sure at one time. Welcome back to the Food Show. This is guest host Don Clement, otherwise known as the Gourmet Neighbor, sitting in for the one and only Tom Fitzmorris or Marianne Fitzmorris. Give us a call, please, at uh, 504-556-9600. Nine six. You know, we're talking about uh, folks picking up things for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, there's one place that you may not have thought of, and they're a sponsor of ours at Norjo Imports. So my daughter recently moved back from Virginia, and she lives in Old Metairie. So one day she calls me up. She lives close, close by to there. It's like, oh, Dad, Norjo Imports. I said, yeah, yeah. She said, I went and had the best sandwich I have ever had in my life there. And it was, it was so funny because poor thing, she thought she had discovered something new. She was so proud, but um, I think the sandwich she gets is the P3 Panino, uh, which is, which is a, like a panini, but uh, the three P's are prosciutto, pesto, and provolone. And that sounds absolutely delicious. I have had their muffalata. Excellent. One of the best in the city, hands down the best outside of New Orleans, period. The best. But, you know, looking at their menu, there are some other things on here, too. I mean, there are dessert trays, which I didn't know about. You can do, you can do mini cannolis by the dozen. You can do an Italian cookie tray. You can even do an entire pan of uh, tiramisu. So if you're thinking about your Thanksgiving meal, and maybe you want a dessert and you don't want a blackout cake, why don't you head on over to uh, Norjo Imports? It's right there at 505 Frisco Avenue in Metairie. So next time you are stuck on Metairie Road waiting for a train, look to your left, to your right, maybe you can head over to Norjo because it's right there on the ra- by the railroad tracks. Great, great place. Great place. So 556-9696 is the number, and we would really like to talk to you. Tell me what you're doing for Thanksgiving. What are you cooking? 
do you do the stuff, Militon? You know, I mean, I don't know that everybody does. I, that, that's positively a New Orleans thing. I, I don't know if that exists throughout the rest of the state. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But um, let me know what you're eating. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Um, going back to nomenu.com and the food almanac, Tom has his deft dining rule number 206. Well, we already covered that. That was a Thanksgiving. Uh, that was make your reservation early. So I already covered that. Sorry about that. Today, Don Cherry, a jazz trumpeter, was born in 1936. Uh, I don't really follow jazz trumpeters very much, so uh, that, that was not something I was aware of. So uh, thank you for that, Tom. So how do you cook your turkey? Do you smoke your turkey, Henry? Do you roast your turkey, Henry? Do you do what my mother does, Henry, and she throws it in a bag and tosses it in the oven and says a prayer? Which way do you prefer a turkey? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness, Don. Uh, Don. I, uh, how do I prefer a turkey? Well, I right. am uh, fairly young. I'm a bachelor, so I, I very rarely in my life have actually cooked the Thanksgiving turkey. I should throw that out okay. there. I, okay. I, I, I don't think I ever have uh, done it at the big meal. Although last year... I know this is a little unusual, but last year for Thanksgiving, I did make a big old pot of gumbo that everybody loved. So that was my contribution. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, Look, there's never a bad time for gumbo, oh, period. Never. It's my favorite food in the whole world, I have to say. It really is. It, it, it's never bad. Back to the turkey. I think I am just, I guess, a traditionalist. I love just a baked turkey. I love mm -hmm. uh, I love my turkey to be very herbal. I like, I like to have a mm -hmm. lot of aromatics. I grew up with a huge rosemary bush in my backyard. And oh, great. Uh, we always used a lot of rosemary for our turkey. I'm not sure how traditional mm -hmm. that is, but goodness well, gracious, so good. No, I, I, think, I think that's definitely uh, traditional. Definitely. And um, question, seafood gumbo or chicken gumbo? I love both. I love both. Do you? Uh, I, I do. I really do. I, I think when I have a seafood gumbo, I want... Uh, I, I want crab in there for sure. I want crab mm -hmm. to be a main portion, uh, main main the main player in the dish as opposed to shrimp. When I make a gumbo, so, I usually do the chicken andouille because it's cheaper to make. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's also a great thing to do with that leftover turkey carcass. Oh, really, so you, really good. You, yeah, when you've got that turkey carcass and you've got all that, especially you know you've got meat left in that backbone. Mm -hmm. If you just oh, take yes. that take that skin off. And literally, just put it into a pot of water with some aromatics. You can throw in your rosemary, some sage, some onions, some garlic, and just bring that to a simmer and just create a stock. And then, you know, and then take that carcass out and shred it and have all those great pieces of meat. Uh, I, would, I then would probably make a roux in a separate pan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I do the trinity also in that pan once the roux gets to that beautiful peanut butter color. And then I would slowly add the roux back into that broth you just made and then put the chicken and sausage in and just serve that up. Oh, you know? you're making me, you're making my mouth water talking about all this, Don. <laughs> you really are. I love uh, making my own stock. I think it is such an important part of a lot yep. of dishes that get, uh, it really, it's really underestimated how much flavor it can bring to a dish. It is. And I tell you, if you like doing it and you don't feel like sitting around babysitting stock, because you do. I mean, it takes hours, you, mm -hmm. you know, 
you got to get an Instapot. I know Marianne's not going to like me saying that, <laughs> but I mean, you can literally make this stock on your stove, you know, in the machine that literally takes like 40 minutes. Oh, and, and it tastes, I'm telling you, Henry, it tastes like you've had it on the stove for 12 hours. Oh, it's absolutely delicious. A good stock. So, go-, go ahead, Don. No, I would say Google it. Google it. What does that mean? Google it. Google oh, Google it. it. <laughs> Google it. I Google everything, you know? I will, yes. No, I, I, I do too. Listen, we live in that society now. Yeah. Um, I, I think that stock brings such a depth of flavor, especially turkey stock and vegetable stocks in a lot of ways. I think chicken stock is uh, a, a little overrated sometimes. I personally love a good vegetable stock. I think you can get mm-hmm. a real intriguing flavor. And when I do a gumbo, I usually use a vegetable stock that I've made. Um, and I, uh, but back to the turkey and how it's cooked. I think rosemary and garlic is really for me what makes a good turkey. If you can get a good balance of rosemary and garlic in there with the other herbs, the sage, uh, everything mm-hmm. else, the uh, whatever you're cooking it in, I just think mm-hmm. you're not going to go wrong. Honestly, I really don't. No, and I agree. I think an herbaceous turkey is probably the best way to go. And I do exactly what you say. Uh, except then I, I take those exact herbs, the rosemary, mm-hmm, the sage, mm-hmm. and I chop it up, mince it up, you know, a lot of it, along with some parsley. And then oh, yes. I will combine that with a softened butter, unsalted butter. And I will lift with a spoon the skin from the turkey breast okay, and slide that that butter under there and just sort of push it around all over with my hands till it's spread over the breast. I try to do as much of the wings. I'll put it on the outside, mm-hmm. and then I season, season the bird on the outside, and I throw in the onions, rosemary, thyme, oh, sage, lemons, oranges into the cavity, mm-hmm. and I put it in a refrigerator for two days, uncovered, and don't touch it. Okay, interesting. So you really let you, the uh, the air, the cool air, kind of do a lot of the work for you there. Exactly, because it's going to soak in all of those herbs, but most importantly, it's going to dry that skin. And dried skin makes brown food, and brown food is what you want with a turkey. That nice crispy skin, that color that you want on it, you definitely want it to have that nice, uh, like you said, that brown skin, that crispy brown skin. Almost that beautiful mahogany color is what you're going for. Yes, absolutely. so that's uh, that, that's where we are with that. I think I think it's about time to take a break. Why don't you give us a call on the other side? Five five six nine six nine six. Tell us about your turkey. Let's take a break. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. 
care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I do like a Gershwin tune. Like a lot of Gershwin tunes. Be surprised how many he uh, actually has. More than a few, I can tell you that. Welcome back to the Food Show, and sitting in today is Don Clement, the Gourmet Neighbor. Please give us a call at 556-9696. So just a few minutes ago, we were chatting with Henry about uh, the, fa- the favorite way to prep a turkey. You know, not only there are a lot of mistakes that go into baking a turkey, a lot of mistakes. And some people either overcook the turkey The worst is if you undercook a turkey. Don't guess, guys, with your turkey. You know, these digital thermometers now are so accurate. They're so inexpensive. Go pick one up. That You you need one. Don't rely on that little plastic, ridiculous pop-up thing, okay? That's... Take that out, throw it away when you get your turkey. Matter of fact, if your turkey has one of those, you're probably buying the wrong turkey. But anyway, uh, overcooking and undercooking are just... The worst things you can do. Now, my mother actually does a great turkey. And in order to save space, she does it in one of those um, Nesco ovens. I can't believe I remember the name. Nesco ovens. Those are the ones you plug in with the big lid on the top. And uh, she puts it, so she seasons up the turkey, and she puts it in one of those bags. Now, the first time I saw this big bag and I saw this bird go into this bag, I'm thinking, this is not going to be good. But I didn't say anything. We needed the space. I thought it was a good use of the oven. It kept the other oven open. So she proceeds to roast this in the Nesco oven. It comes out delicious. It falls apart. The only thing is the color. It looks like vanilla ice cream. Anyway, it's still a good bird. All right, we have a caller, Henry. Who's with us today? Miss Snowball, like, okay, hello, Miss Snowball, how are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you. heard you talking about the Marathon, and um, Munhawan Methodist Church always has a um, write-off sale the third week of um, September, but because of COVID, they didn't. But we fund scholarships and things like that, so we had to think of other ways to make money. So uh-huh. we're having a fundraiser for like you know, sweet potatoes, uh, corn souffle, green beans, mac cheese, and they're in these huge pans 
All the ladies wow. have made them. Um, we have a big, new, wonderful kitchen at church. And, you know, the lasagna-sized pans. And one of them is mm-hmm. Marathon. And I love Marathon, but one of the so ladies what, is breaking. What, what, goes into, what goes into her casserole? Do you know? Well, the Marathon? Yes. Uh-huh. The recipe. I mean, is it I, seafood? No, I don't just... know because in that one, we're not all getting together to make it. Just the one lady okay. is making all of them. But She's making all of they them. They all wow. run like $15 for these huge, deep, heavy pans. Really? And Where is that? What church is it? On Metairie Road. Oh, what's the name um, of the church? I... Can't, I should have looked up the address or something, but the <laughs> phone okay. number at church is eight three four ninety nine ten. But okay. the Marathon ones are twenty five dollars, but all the others are like fifteen dollars. It was just wow. That's a lot of people, and it's easier to just yeah. pick it up. That's, a, that's like, a great. And, and when are they doing it? This weekend? Well, um, if you want to put in an order, uh, I think they're taking a list, and um, the gotcha. person's name is Betsy. It's 2206541. I think okay. that's her cell phone. But anyway, um, the pickup days are going to be the three days before Thanksgiving. So Nice. Very good, and that's a great idea. I mean, it sounds yeah. sounds like a great fundraiser. It sounds like it's home cooked. That, that's awesome. Oh so yeah. What are your What are your Thanksgiving plans, Miss Snowball? Well, I am going to my best friend's home, and oh God, she's having a lot. Oh, I'm not supposed to say probably. Having <laughs> a lot of family people. Is and, it, is it um, in Orleans? Is it I'm in Orleans and. Uh, green beans and mac and cheese because I help make those in the kitchen at church. She gotcha. wants a green souffle also in a relative. What do you do with the uh, green beans? Are you just, uh, the green beans, just bring them from church? It's just a standard green beans, you know, like okay. green bean casserole with uh, um, mushrooms, mushroom soup and all the, just the usual, but it's, you don't have to make it yourself. Do you, do you, do they put those little fried onions on top? You can put the onions on the top, you bet. But was was that a great marketing plan? So you've got this product, you've got these little fried onion rings in a can, and somebody's sitting yeah. around one day and says, what can we do with this? And somebody and at the table said, good. why don't we put them on green beans? Who who would have come up with that? That's just the craziest thing. But uh, you better believe that, was, that recipe was born in an ad agency's uh, boardroom. That was not, you know, it didn't come out of somebody's kitchen. I don't know. I think the lady that did the beans, green beans, the first time won a Betty Crocker. But I don't oh, know what okay. her there recipe has the um, French onions on the top. I, I think it well, did, though. You are going to make me look that up. And I'm going to have to <laughs> yes. uh, get to the, uh, the orig- you know, who originated the uh, green bean casserole. So, yeah. well, that's well, Alrighty. thank you so much Thanks. for our call, and hopefully people will uh, give them a call. Pick up some sides. All right. Give us a call, please. 504-556-9696. You know, the green bean casserole was really not our style. We, uh, we never really had that. And as I look back, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say this, there may not have been any green vegetables anywhere on any 
of our uh, Thanksgiving tables. Uh, just recently, I guess within the last four years, my mother has, I don't know what this vegetable casserole is she makes, but I guess she thinks it's healthy. I think it must have about a quart of cream in it and cheese and it certainly doesn't qualify as anything healthy or anything a vegetable would look like, uh, but it is very, very good. So now, Don, Google- yes? I, I hope I, you don't mind me stepping in. Of course not. <laughs> I wanted to just talk, because we're talking about green vegetables at the Thanksgiving table, and I, I agree, there was a lack uh, when I was growing <laughs> up as well. Uh, yeah. the green beans are good. I always like green beans, and we had those, but... Lately, what I have been doing and my family has taken to, and I'm sure you're a fan of this, might not be traditional, Brussels sprouts at Thanksgiving. Roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, incredible. My wife wife hates them. I love them. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. How terrible. So so that means we don't get many roasted Brussels sprouts unless I'm in a restaurant that has roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, goodness. I I have to say, Don, I think uh, Brussels sprouts tossed with some olive oil, salt, pepper in the oven for a little bit or in yep. a pan. Some yep. of the best food you can eat. Some of the best eating you will do, honestly. You know, I actually do that. Uh, well, again, you heard the Brussels sprout argument. I do that with uh, <laughs> broccoli or cauliflower. Oh, cauliflower is exact, great. Exactly what you said. A little salt, a little pepper, olive oil. Uh, and I'll add in some garlic, uh, granulated garlic and maybe some granulated onion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Toss it. Roast it. I love it when it starts to turn to those little brown, crunchy pieces on the end. Oh, absolutely. But I, I got to gild the lily just a little, Henry. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't think bad of me. I add a couple of tablespoons of butter to that and a couple of tablespoons of freshly grated Parmesan cheese. Toss that around. Unbelievable. I, Unbelievable. I am never going to give anybody a hard time about adding butter or cheese to a dish. <laughs> butter and garlic uh, are... are yeah. it, don't let anybody make you feel bad about that, Don. I love oh. it. I love it. And if that's what it takes to get vegetables on the table, then that's what it takes, you know? That's what it takes. And, and you know, cauliflower is... <laughs> I, I love cauliflower. Oh, cauliflower is love. so underrated, honestly. Oh, that, that cauliflower from Dominica, that is the whole head roasted in that mm-hmm. uh, wood-fired or mm-hmm. coal oven... You, they bring it out with a big steak knife. You cut it in slabs, and then you dip it into that beautiful homemade whipped feta cheese. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> well, we've talked about it before. That's probably the best happy hour in the city from a you price so? point. Half pri- oh, half-price pizzas, half-price bottles of wine. I could go sit there with a half-price bottle of wine and a head of cauliflower and be perfectly happy. Oh, I, I, I think that's a hard one to argue, honestly. I love yeah. the cheap oysters at Superior. I think that's the happy hour okay. I end up going to the most, but that sounds absolutely amazing. A, I guess if I ate more raw, raw oysters, I'd be a fan. It's not my thing. Oh. I know it's Tom's thing, not my thing. So I did Google this, and the inventor of this recipe for the green bean casserole mm-hmm. was Dorcas Riley. <laughs> and she was born in 1955, and she actually worked in the home economics department of the Campbell Soup Company. Oh, okay. So it's a corporate uh, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. And they were, they were looking for a way to incorporate Campbell's soup products into dishes, yes. which is where the cream of mushroom soup comes from. Yes. <laughs> and it said... She had no idea that the dish was going to become like this huge holiday classic. And as she got older, she didn't even remember creating it. 
but uh, she did. I don't, I don't know where the onions came in. I'm going to go back to my original argument that somebody said, what can we do with these onions? And that, that's where, is it Durkee that makes those onions? Is that the name of the company? I am not I sure. I couldn't tell you, honestly. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? They're uh, in a can. Yeah, it is. It's Durkee. No, uh, now it's French's. French's I have to say, I don't think I do know what you're talking about. Are they fried onions? I, explain to me, it's, please. It's little pieces of, I, I guess it's fried or dehydrated onions. They're crispy. And uh, they come in either these little bags or they come used to come in a can when I was mm-hmm. a kid. And it was resealable. And, yeah, they'd put it on top of the green bean uh, casserole. And uh, I don't, don't know why. But it sounds do. unappetizing. I'll be honest. <laughs> it, uh, the whole green bean casserole. Just you know, that's just not my thing. Well, you know, I've yeah. had good ones. I, I I will come to the green bean casserole's defense and say I've had some very good green bean casserole that has left me satisfied. But I don't think so it's what they, I'm going to be ordering off the menu. Certainly. <laughs> so did they use fresh green beans, or did they use those horrible, obliterated canned <laughs> green beans that have been put through the torture of hell? I'm sure it was fresh green beans because I I agree with you. Those canned. Green beans taste like they taste like can. They taste like metal. To they me, do, honestly. They, they they do that. That's something we only eat during a hurricane. Yes. <laughs> or, or or as we call it, a hurricane. Exactly. So we, you know that that's when there's nothing left in the pantry. It's like damn, I gotta You've eat. You've gone the through beans. all the cosmic brownies, and now you gotta eat the cans. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You, the, the Dorito the Doritos are gone. You're running low on bourbon, and you're oh. forced to eat the green beans. <laughs> Not the bourbon. So. Goodness. Not the bourbon. Give us a call, please. Five five six nine six nine six. We would love to chat with you. So Henry and I just brought up uh, happy hour. What is your favorite happy hour in the city? There are so many of them right now. Even with the craziness that we're going through, um, they have happy hours. And as I've said before, when I've been on this show, we need to help our local restaurateurs. We need to go eat as much in their restaurants as we can. If you can't eat in the restaurant, please pick something up. If you can afford to, tip more than you would usually tip. These are not only restaurants. These are our friends. These are our neighbors. These are people who make New Orleans what New Orleans is. And if it wasn't for those ladies and gentlemen out there doing what they do, every single day, we wouldn't even be on the map. So please, if you can support those folks, please do so. If you've got a happy hour you'd like to throw out there and tell folks about, please don't keep it to yourself, share it. If you don't share it, nobody may even know about it. So give us a call, let's chat about that. 556-9696. I don't know how my family escaped the green bean casserole. I don't ever remember I don't know, maybe there was one thrown in somewhere down the line, but uh, the closest we got to a vegetable was mashed potatoes or uh, (laughs) sweet potatoes or yams. And the uh, mashed potatoes undoubtedly had copious amounts of butter in them, and the yams were always covered in brown sugar, syrup, cinnamon, so uh, obviously not, you know, we weren't doing a whole food thing. Let's, let's just say that, okay? But uh, nonetheless, it was always a delicious meal. I remember a huge wooden table that my grandfather would put, would put in the middle of uh, 
of the living room. The sofa would be moved. It sort of looked like peanuts when Snoopy takes out all those chairs. We had mismatched chairs sometimes. Um, it was it was always it was always a big deal, uh, you know. And I'll always think of that fondly. Call me on the next side of the hour. Tell me what you think of fondly. 504-556-9696. And we'll see you on the other side. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says Republicans are ready to sit down with Democrats and hammer out a new reasonable coronavirus stimulus package. But according to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Democrats are insisting on things not connected with the coronavirus crisis. They don't think Congress should do anything at all unless they get to cash out a far-left ideological wish list. Senator Rob Portman of Ohio is volunteering to take part in Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial. Speaking on Fox and Friends, the Republican says it's important for everyone to get vaccinated. When I got into this, it was 50%. As of last night, it's now up to 56% of Americans are willing to get vaccinated. We need everybody to be willing to get vaccinated who, who doesn't have a medical issue because this is going to protect them and their families, but also our community. You're listening to USA Radio News. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, 5 out of 5 stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switch to plant-based diet, also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispicos, 5 out of 5 stars, built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend as coronavirus cases across the country continue to rise, new COVID-19 restrictions are being put in place across the country. In Oregon, only six people are allowed from two households. In New Mexico, no more than five people can be in one house at a time. And Chicago and Philadelphia are saying no indoor gatherings of any size. Michigan adding restrictions that say all school will be done now remotely. No organized sports, no indoor dining, movie theaters, casinos, and bowling centers will also be closed. Nevada's Republican Party announced a new election contest on Tuesday to throw out fraud and ensure integrity of the election. Former Attorney General for Nevada Adam Laxalt lays out the case. We are presenting today in our formal contest that there are north of 15,000 people who voted in Nevada and another state. And you're listening to USA Radio News.
Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. The battle for control of the Senate rests in two remaining Georgia runoffs, and those two races rest in the hands of a few undecided voters. In both races, a Republican and Democrat are essentially tied, with just 3% of voters undecided in each race. As far as what's at stake for the United States, current Georgia Republican Senator Kelly Leffler tells Fox News. Well, obviously everything's on the line. We're the firewall against socialism in this country. And Chuck Schumer said now... Beautiful weather this week. Reinforced high pressure keeps the sunshine going mostly for the afternoons. Following the clear, chilly overnights. Tonight, a clear night with lighter winds coming in somewhere around the lower 50s. Breezes pick up through the day tomorrow. Sunny skies and the high temperatures in the upper 60s. We've got sunshine again Thursday and mostly sunny Friday. Each day tacking on a few degrees. Low 70s Thursday, middle to upper 70s Friday. By Saturday, we're back to near 80. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show with over 250 tables, knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, December 5th, 9 to 5. Sunday, December 6th, 10 to 4. Adults, $10. Ages 11 to 15, $5. 10 and under, get in free. Good for both days. $2 discount for military and police at Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Knives, guns, and ammo at Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Saturday and Sunday, December 5th, December 6th at the Casting Center in Mandeville. And welcome back to the second hour of the Food Show. Sitting in today for Tom and Marianne Fitzmorris, you have Don Clement, the gourmet neighbor. Give us a call, please. Let's chat. 556-9696. And I think we have Michael75 on the phone. Hello, Michael. How are you, sir? Hey, Don. Good show. Um, Thank you. I'm, I'm, first of all, kudos to your mom for the bag, the turkey in the bag theory. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I do. It comes out so good. But I, what I do is like slightly different. I get it to 140, and then I put it in the, under the broiler for about five minutes and brown it. Well, the problem that I was going to try to do that, but you know, she always buys this gargantuan turkey. Okay. Okay. So when you try to move it, it sort of starts to fall apart. Okay, well, mine's not that bad. I usually get a 15 to 20 pounds. Yeah, and you know, yeah, 15 to 20 pounds. You know, I just picked mine up today, and it was actually 20 pounds because, Michael, I'm of the opinion if I'm going to turn on the oven and I'm going to heat up the house, I just as soon have leftover turkey, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Turkey gumbo and leftover turkey, et cetera. But, right, um, right. My my uh, my wife loves that uh, green bean casserole. I'm not a big fan, but I make it for her. So, do you like, use can, you use canned green beans or use fresh green beans? What's the story? I use the can. I'm not going uh, yeah. go mayo on her. She's fine with the can. <laughs> hey, look! If Mama's happy with it, everybody's happy with it. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. Uh, also, the um, cauliflower. Uh, I love cauliflower and cauliflower soup with olive oil. I make. Uh, I, I really like that. 
How do you do that? What's what's the base? It's the simplest thing in the world. You just boil your cauliflower in water and uh, olive oil and salt. That's it. And you 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 eat like soup? Do you mash it? Do you cut it? No. No, no. I just I I leave it in. It'll uh, deteriorate a little bit itself while while you're cooking it, but uh, it's perfect. Uh, I mean, I I like. And then uh, sometimes I'll serve it with some uh, angel hair pasta in, in the soup. Oh, nice, nice. So one of yeah. the great things my my great grandmother great grandmother used to do Michael was she would always fry cauliflower and she would take it first and I I was a child but I, I seem to remember that she would almost parboil it and let it get cool right. and then she'd make like a like a wet batter you know with some baking soda and some flour and dip it in there and then put it in the oil and it would just puff up. And I remember yeah. as a child, that was the most delicious. I loved that fried cauliflower. Have, do you do anything like that? Uh, no, I have. A, what I do is I make a bechamel sauce. I, I chop nice. up my cauliflower and I parboil it a little bit just like that. And then I, uh, I put it in the oven for um, 350 for about 45 minutes or an hour. And it, as soon as it browns, and with some, with some cheese, some Parmigiano Reggiano. And uh, when that when that happens, it, it's delicious. Also, so so I missed a step. You dip it in the bechamel like a batter. No, no. First of all, I, I parboil it and chop oh, it up okay. so it can fit in a glass pan. Then I make my right. own bechamel sauce. I pour oh, that over God. the top. Now and I then I, I then I put the Parmigiano Reggiano cheese on that and uh, bake it in the oven at three fifty. Yeah, that that sounds delicious. I have no idea how you lost thirty one pounds, but that sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've been eating like a king, but for some crazy reason, I I, I, I must not be eating as much. But I love that's the only uh, uh, positive from the COVID crisis. But uh, there you go. You but... were talking. About, you, you, sorry. No, I said if it works, it works. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you were talking about um, the uh, about soups earlier, and um, mm-hmm. I, I love Seinfeld. Do you ever watch that show? I know exactly what you're talking about. This exactly. Soup so we're, we're yeah <laughs> we're in New York, okay? It's um, late March, and uh, mm-hmm. we know that the, the real soup Nazi is uh, 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 has a store uh, uh, location at uh, uh, near Times Square, and um, it's called Soup International. So mm-hmm. uh, we go to the Soup International. It's a big white sign. We're closed, you dummies. It's too hot. <laughs> Soup. <laughs> it's too hot for soup, stupid. I like that. November. So anyway, I got online, and he was <laughs> doing franchises of the soup notches, the soup in the day. Really? All over. He, wa- he wanted a ridiculous price. I'm sure it didn't work out. But I said right, it'll right. never work in New Orleans, <laughs> soup notches. because no, it's, it's always too hot. It's a wonder we even eat gumbo as much as we do, but I guess that's yeah, just part, that's just part of us. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. That's but anyway, thanks. Uh, 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 oh, well, one other thing. I'm uh, fixing melaton with shrimp uh, the, uh, for Thanksgiving also. Do you do it as a casserole or do you stuff them? Yeah, casserole. Uh, I must be the only person left that stuffs them individually. No, everybody does. You, you're, you're not alone, but uh, it's about half and half, I guess. But uh, yeah. uh, my wife doesn't like uh, green, uh, like the uh, green bell peppers, and uh, uh, some of the kids don't either. So I just do the yeah. casserole. Gotcha. Yeah. Got anyway, you have well, a good Thanksgiving. Good, you too, good you too, Michael. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for calling. Thanks. Thank you. Good show. Thanks. And look, folks, it's just as easy as that. It's five five six nine six nine six. Just pick up the phone. 
Give us a call. Uh, I, I love that. It's we're closed. It's too hot for soup, dummy. Boy, if, if if we followed that rule here in New Orleans, we'd only have soup about three times a year because uh, we've been blessed uh, this week for sure with this gorgeous weather. And um, I was thinking about soup. I make soup about I don't know two, three times a year. At least one of them's always a gumbo. I'm not allowed to make the turkey gumbo because my wife doesn't like it, so we don't make that. I do a pea soup, uh, again, that my great-grandmother made. And that just, uh, that, when I smell that, it's just so funny that a smell or a taste can immediately take you back to where you were. And all of a sudden, you, you have the memories of these people, memories of when it was being cooked, it, food is just a really special, special thing. It, it's, you know, it's one of the things we all have to do to sustain ourselves, but um, you don't just have to sustain yourself. You can really enjoy food. You can be passionate about food. And I remember that pea soup was so good. And, um, and actually the base, I'm embarrassed to say, comes out of a can. So she starts by boiling cauliflower and broccoli, uh, florets in some salted water. Uh, she sautés down some onion, some garlic, sweats them all down, a little touch of olive oil. Takes some cubed ham, chassisi, of course, is what I use. Chop that up, sauté that down. Then she would add the Progresso pea soup out of a can, which if you've ever gotten Progresso soup, to me, it looks like green dog food because it's very solid. So she would add that to the saute mixture that she had going. Then she would take the parboiled broccoli cauliflower, put that into the pot and take the water that she cooked the broccoli and the cauliflower in. And she would add that to uh, dilute or to, um, yeah, to, to, to make the soup. It would, you, it, would, it would dilute into the soup. And I just remember that smell, how good it was. And then, of course, being the good Italian lady that she was, there was always vermicelli. You couldn't have anything without vermicelli. And I remember she'd take those little nests of dried vermicelli and just squeeze them in her hand real lightly so they broke up in little pieces and add those into the soup. And I, I do think at least one of my daughters eats it. My wife can't stand it, but I still make it. And the one thing I'm guilty of, too much pasta. I put in too much pasta. So, um, so then I'm back to the thick soup. I, I went ahead, I, I, you know, made the soup mixture with Progresso and got it, uh, watered down, so to speak. And then I just go in and add too much pasta, but can't go wrong with too much pasta. Give us a call at the food show five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six, right after this break. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. 
Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. And welcome back to the Food Show with your guest host, Don Clement, sitting in for Tom and Mary Ann Fitzmorris. Give me a call, please, 556-9696. Talking about Tony Mandina's Red Gravy, that was such a cool story. I guess it was a couple of months ago, Mary Ann had her on the show, and they were talking about when they started to produce this sauce commercially, what were they going to call it? And they batted all kind of names back and forth. And I think it was so cool that they said, well, why don't we call it what we call it at home? Call it red gravy. It's perfect. So I was at Dornax last week and um, I didn't know what I wanted to make. And my wife said, why don't you do a pasta bolognese? She says this like it just rolls off her tongue and you just throw together a pasta bolognese. Okay. So anyway, I get everything to make it, and I like mine rather than tomato base. I like to use red gravy. I don't have any red gravy in my freezer because when my youngest daughter comes over, she steals all of the frozen red gravy that I keep in my freezer. So when I go to look for it, I don't have any red gravy. Red gravy is not something that can be whipped up. Do not listen to anyone that tells you that. You have been lied to. Red gravy takes hours to make. If it doesn't take you hours, you are eating marinara sauce. Two totally different worlds, guys. Totally different worlds. So anyway, I get the onions, I get the garlic, I get the carrots. I've got everything to go make the the bolognese. Got some great Italian sausage. And it's like, what am I going to do for this gravy? So I see this jar, red gravy. Let me tell you, it wasn't just good. It was delicious. It was the perfect base. It was a perfect level of acidity to sweetness. So if you're out there and you're in a jam and you just need some quick red gravy, pick up a bottle, a jar of that, because it really is good stuff. I'm not just saying it. It really, really is very, very good stuff. So give us a call, 556 
9696. We can talk about anything you would like. Where are you going for Thanksgiving? What are you eating for Thanksgiving? Sadly, what do you wish you were eating for Thanksgiving? Just because it's going to be different doesn't mean you can't cook. Nothing's changed there. Cook what you like. Cook what makes you think of Thanksgiving. Also, while we're talking about Thanksgiving, uh, keep in mind uh, Second Harvest Food Bank, please. There are people out there who rely on Second Harvest, people that really need the help. I know with the hurricanes that we had and the evacuees that uh, came down, they were able to help and feed a lot of people. Uh, but especially at this time of the year, we need to make sure that those shelves and Second Harvest are kept full so that they can continue doing the good work that they do. So if you have a little extra change, send it over to Second Harvest so they can help some folks out. Again, the call-in number is 556-9696. And we have a caller. It's Dan from Mid-City, correct? Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, enjoying the show, but uh, I'm very hungry. <laughs> I'm always hungry. <laughs> Exactly. Well, the reason I'm calling is uh, I learned this trick from this couple in St. Bernard several years ago, and I don't do it that, that often, but when I do make my seafood gumbo, I sort of follow the uh, recipe from Buster Holmes, the restaurant. He's okay. Have. I got his recipe somewhere. But uh, uh-huh. instead, of using gumbo, instead of using gumbo crabs, I use right. soft shell crabs. And I throw them in at the end, and that way, dude, I don't got to pick nothing, no mess. I just eat the whole thing, and it's, it's good. That you is know? a great I, That is a great idea. Why had I never thought of that? That, that is know, a great idea. How long do you cook them for uh, when you throw them in, Dan? Uh, I mean, I throw them in at the end just like I would do a gumbo crab, you, you yeah, know, a gumbo yeah. crab. You know, you put your seafood in at the end. I mean, it doesn't take long yeah. for that soft shell crab to cook. No, it's good. It's got to cook there. I, I, I am gonna. I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna try that next time I whip up a gumbo. Uh, I, I mean, I, 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 when I learned it, it was like mind blown. Everybody yeah. loves the gumbo, yeah. but they're a mess. They're a mess, and 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 oh, no. you know, and of course, you're sucking on the thing like a caveman to get every little bit of crab meat out the legs and everything. Gumbo crab, you eat the whole thing. And then not only that, but when those claws and everything come out of the gumbo, that meat sorts, sort of gets that like little kind of mealy texture to it. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So you so you escape all of that because you're not all double boiling the crab. Huh. And, then, and then plus, if you have, you know, your guests over or whatever, they get a soft-shell crab on top of their gumbo, they're like, ooh, you know, everybody yeah. comes to my house to eat. But as I said, yeah. I don't do it too often because my seafood, you spend a lot more money doing your seafood gumbo, you know? Oh, I, oh, I know. I know. It, it's, let me tell you, everybody, to, to cook costs money. It costs money. Oh, it yeah. really does. Hey, do right. hey, you right. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, Dan? Uh, going, going to mother-in-law's house, and uh, we got a big two-car garage, so we're keeping it a lot oh, nice. smaller this year. We'll have the garage doors open, and uh, you, you know, sort of social distance, you know, on card tables yeah. and stuff. My family, and uh, which call it, uh, you know, go do that, and probably won't hang out as long as we would normally do because it's usually an eight-hour day, and uh, uh, I know. You know, within an hour after eating, 
I need to lay on the sofa and have a visit from this nappy. <laughs> you know, and I can't do that in the garage. So uh, no, you which, can't uh, do it in the garage. Do that. Go home, see yep. Miss Nappy, and then I might get into a bottle of cognac or some eggnog after uh, after that. Well, you know. That sounds like a plan to me, Dan. Sounds like you got it all figured out. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, try that good right, my friend. Of, uh, soft shell crabs next time you do it. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, you, you and all the listeners have a great Thanksgiving. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm definitely going to take, take you up on that tip. Thank you. Soft shell crab, who would have thought it? Why didn't I think about it? Now I feel kind of foolish. Why didn't I think a soft shell crab in a gumbo? I mean, not only that, but think about it. If you didn't want to fool with and pick the crab, you could literally take a fork and a knife and cut the crab into pieces and just eat it just like that. So now you don't even have to touch any of the crab. I'm not sure how much flavor is imparted from the crab, but uh, I don't know. Next, next time, if I can get some soft shells when I'm going to make some gumbo, I will do that, and I will have to call in and let everyone know how that turns out. Speaking of calling in, why don't you do just what Dan did? Give us a call at 556-9696. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. You know, Henry, one of the things we did not talk about, we did roasting, we did baking, uh, we did my mother shoving a turkey in the bag like Michael 75, (laughs) deep frying a turkey. Oh, yes. I haven't... uh, I, you know, I haven't, but I've watched a uh, a couple videos of people uh, where they do, I forget uh, what, it's got a name, but when you cut the turkey up, you carve it in advance. Carve and it? Then, and, then, uh, and then serve it. Oh, oh, so wait, wait, they carve it before they fry it? Before they fry it, yeah, they carve it before they fry it. They don't put the whole thing in the fryer there. So they're frying a turkey just like you'd fry a chicken. Exactly, like they you'd fry, fry a chicken, yes. I don't know about that. And have you had that, or you just saw a show with that? Well, I've ha- I have not had it, but I now I'm curious, Don. I got to be honest. I thought that's what you're talking about. You're talking about putting a whole dang chicken or a whole dang turkey. Whole turkey, sure. Yeah, they put a whole turkey in it. Oh huh? my goodness! I mean, that's a dangerous I mean, uh, procedure right there. Tell is, me about that. How is, would you go around doing that? Well, I mean, they actually sell kits, you know, specifically for they it. They've really? got hooks for the turkey. Yeah, they've wow. got all that crazy and i mean i have never done it my brother-in-law does it every year and it not only was it dangerous it's very expensive because Mm -hmm. by the the time you buy enough peanut oil to fill up this whole huge vat you know you've got some money invested um then there was a time when they started frying them in old um you know the the fountain drinks the the syrup the canisters (laughs) that they come in in restaurants yes there was someone that was literally cutting them in half and using those as fryers so you wouldn't have to use enough oil. Mm, but then, then last, last year, he finds this gadget that looks like similar to a cylindrical barbecue pit. Mm-hmm. And it is a turkey air fryer. Oh, wow. You put, <laughs> you put just a little, a little touch of oil, maybe a half a cup in the bottom of this thing. Mm-hmm. Henry, when he brought this bird over for Thanksgiving, you would have sworn it was deep fried in three gallons of oil. Oh. It was absolutely delicious. He injects the turkey, uh, I think, with a, a mixture of melted butter, Tony's seasoning, garlic, onion. And when you cut that breast open, you can literally see where that injection was made, and Oof. it just starts pouring out of it. It was just it, – it's, it's delicious. So – yeah, who's who's the guy on the um, 
Food Channel, who's been there forever, the Food Network, and he used to do all the scientific breakdown of the cooking. I can't remember Goodness, his name. Goodness, I, I can't quite remember either. With the glasses, blondish hair. Yeah. All right, we have a caller on the line. Hello, who's there? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, the, the guy's name on, on the Food Channel is Alton Brown. That's him. Have you ever seen right. the, um, the episode where he goes through the, the ridiculous exercise of frying a turkey safely? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> it is. Go, go, go look at that on YouTube. It is insane. He's got contraptions that lower it in, and he's like standing 50 feet away from the turkey fryer. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it sounds crazy. like a big fear. So. Yeah. Uh, What's up? I guess I had a comment about green bean casserole. We've uh, had it since I was a child, but it's got to use uh, a French-style green beans. You cannot use whole green beans. It's so not the ones the that are cut, beans. you mean? They're cut, right? No, it, it's French-style. You know, the real thin ones? Oh, yes, yes. By Hardecouvert. Uh, they're actually called Hard yeah. They're called Hardecouvert is what they are. Yes, okay. French green okay. beans. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. And, you know, the French-style is what I'm saying. It, it, I'm trying to the, do you parboil them first, or you just no, put them in? I, you... I drain the drain the cans and uh, uh, mix in the mushroom soup. Maybe even some chicken, uh, uh, cream of chicken soup, cream of mushroom, mm -hmm. cream of chicken, and then you put your um, your French fried onion rings on top and bake it then. Mm -hmm. I guess it's one of those things that if you grew up eating it, that that's just part of your table. That's what you expect. It, it, it definitely is. And then the mm -hmm. other thing that we have that's kind of uh, abnormal, but my family loves it, uh, is is uh, uh, corn with cream cheese and and sliced up jalapenos. Corn with fresh corn or canned corn? Canned corn. Drain it and you mix. Mix, uh -huh. mix it in, in there with cream cheese, maybe a little butter, and then uh, uh, dice in the the jalapeno peppers. And do you eat this like a dip or a spread? No, no, just a just a, a side dish. You just eat it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look for that. That 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 sounds odd, but if you like it, you like it. You know what I mean? I I it sounds odd, but. But my wife said, "No, there's no way I'm going to eat that." And I, I made it for her, and she and she loves it. All, all I the kids have never heard. I have never heard of that. So it's like one can to one stick of cream cheese, or one. The ratio. Uh, probably about four cans to to two cream cheese and and one stick of butter. It's very and you rich. melt the cream cheese. You melt. Well, nothing. We live in New Orleans. Nothing's healthy. If you'd see the alcohol I drink, you wouldn't even want to talk. Anyway, so you melt the cream cheese in the butter? Right, right. You melt that okay. and, and stir in the corn. You know, of course, strain the corn and then stir in the jalapenos. Yeah. And, then, and then you hope that somebody, some member of your family is a cardiologist, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, it, it's Thanksgiving. I guess as long as you don't eat two sticks of Philadelphia cream cheese and one stick of butter every day, I guess it's okay, yeah. right? It, it's it's probably maybe once or twice a year you you do that. So There you go. It's like eating fried chicken. Try to do it at least two times a year, three times a year, that's it. But I have started right. air frying it, and it comes out almost as good. 
Very, 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 very close. Yes, delicious. Delicious. It's good enough to fool me. Good enough to fool me. All right, my friend, we're at the bottom of the hour. Okay, Happy thank Thanksgiving to you and your family, and I am not going to try that recipe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Call us, guys, on the other side of the hour at 556-9696. Stick around because, as you can tell, we learn things every minute here. Corn and Philadelphia cream cheese with butter. If you've ever had that or made that, give me a call because I've got to know where that originated from. In all my Thanksgivings, I've never seen that. Never seen that. All right, guys, it's time for the news. 556-9696. We will see you on the other side. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. The FDA approves emergency use for the first at-home self-test for COVID-19 that provides results in 30 minutes. Assistant for Translational Research at LSU Health New Orleans School of Medicine, Dr. Lucio Mille, says the self-test uses a molecular amplification of technology to detect the virus, but what is important is when you perform the test. If you run it too early after an exposure, you're going to get a false negative, no matter how good the test is. You have to run it at the right time. The smart way to monitor oneself is to be tested several times every few days, really, literally. Pfizer says it is days away from formally asking the Food and Drug Administration to allow emergency use of their vaccine. Senator Bill Cassidy expects vaccines could be administered to people in late December or early January. He says each state has submitted a plan for distribution. My understanding, Louisiana will first vaccinate those health care workers who are frontline and then those who are in nursing homes. LRN. Okay, Louisiana, you all know the situation. Until there's a vaccine, there's a pandemic. Fortunately, there's an easy, confidential way to give each other a heads up on COVID-19 exposure so we can limit the spread and keep each other safe. If you've had close contact with someone who tests positive, the Department of Health will call and fill you in on testing and resources to stay healthy. Contact tracing. It's that simple. Answer the call. 877-766-2130. Pick up the phone. Slow down the spread. Louisiana is worth it. Hi, can I help you? Uh, yes, can I get that new scratch-off power shot? Power shot? Oh, are you sure, uh... Ron? My name is Ron. Are you sure, Ron? Yes? Hello, folks! We have our next player, Roy! It's Ron. Our next player, Ron, and he's ready to play power shot from the lottery. Now, Johnny, tell Roy... Ron. ...what he can win! Certainly! Roy, by playing power shot, you can win money! That's right, just by playing, you could win up to $100,000! It's just that easy! Must be at least 21 to purchase. If you have haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Annadel's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. 
The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Anna Dell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge November 13th is John Papa Grow, November 20th, Billy Ayusa and the Restless Natives, and November 27th, the New Orleans Nightcrawlers. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact Contact AC Ambulance. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Night and day, you are the one. And welcome back to the final serving of, a final course of the food show. And this is Don Clement, the gourmet neighbor, sitting in for Tom and Mary Ann. Give us a call, please, 556-9696. Call in numbers, 556-9696. Would love to talk to you. So I'm just Googling around here as I do, trying to find some of these restaurants opened uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, there are a couple, a couple that I wouldn't have expected that maybe aren't, you know, as big. Uh, It looks like Commander's is going to be doing Thanksgiving dinner for sure. Uh, And again, those dinners will be different, uh, but, you know, be sure to make your reservation, call, try to get in as early as possible. And as I told you at the beginning of the show, I, for one, really like Thanksgiving dinner at home. So uh, it's going to be different this year, but at least it's going to be at home. Uh, you know, it's going to be different, but we're still going to eat. We're going to eat a lot, and it's going to be good. So make sure that you're out there doing the same thing. You know, also make sure that if you're prepping your Thanksgiving dinner, be sure to make lists. I am a list guy. So, I mean, I literally sit down and write these lists of what the courses are, what I'm making. Then I sit down and think of every ingredient I need for each, each of the courses. Then I create this list. And this is going to sound really crazy, but it, this is done. I actually put together the grocery list in the order that the grocery is laid out. So I know I've called when uh, Nicole Dornax on the phone. I know that I've told you I love Dornax. That's not just some kind of cheap marketing ploy. I really do. Because Dornax makes me feel like I'm in an old school New Orleans 
grocery store. And I know where everything is in that store. So I'll have all the vegetables laid out first. Then I'll have the meat. And I you know, go along that outside wall before I go in the inside. But it's the only way that I can't forget something. Because if I don't write it down, I'm going to forget it. So here's something else that's crazy. When we used to live in another world after Katrina in um, Denham Springs, don't hold that against me. Um, when I did Christmas dinner, I used to have a, a lot of folks over and I had this huge counter that I would set up as a buffet when, when everything was prepped and you know serving. And I would literally set up a line. The plates would be on one end, the silverware and napkins on the other end. And like two days before, and I'm certain this drove my wife crazy, even though she didn't tell me, I would literally lay out every serving piece and there would be a sticky note in the serving piece saying what dish was going to go in that serving dish. And you know, the really good thing about doing that is it really takes so much pressure off. If you can just, you know, I've been in people's houses when they're preparing a Thanksgiving or Christmas meal and they look like they're losing it. They're going crazy. They're running from one side of the kitchen to the other side of the kitchen. It's like, what are you doing? You know, I always prep the casseroles at least the day before. So the mashed potatoes are always done. And they actually go into those deli quart containers and they're ready to go. That way I'll start with two of them. If I need three, I'll pull another out. That way that's something, you know, you need to save space in your oven, right? You've got the bird in the oven. So I try to think of things that I can put in ceramic or glass that can go in the microwave to simply be reheated. Now, my stuffing can't because I like, I don't know, there's something about a stuffing in an oven. It's got to go in the oven. You get that little crispy on top, so that can't. But I actually make the stock for the gravy. I'll make that ah, three, four days ahead. Then I'll take it and add the drippings in a pan with some cornstarch, and bam, you've got, you, you've got this perfect gravy. So the key to the perfect Thanksgiving meal is preparation. And if you're prepared and you write out that grocery list and you do what I did, I went and bought all the non-perishables today. So all of that is here. All I've got to buy is the few proteins that I have left. And I've got a game plan. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, chop up all the vegetables. I chop up all the vegetables two days before. And I've got these deli containers of chopped onions. I've got the deli containers of celery, bell pepper, parsley, whatever I'm cooking. Because chopping is not fun. So I'll dedicate a couple hours that all I do is chop. Also, when I cook, this is crazy too, so I'm giving you a little insight to Don. And anybody who's been around when I cook can attest to this, is I cook using a mise en place. Everything in its place. I've got little small dishes. I've got the diced shallot here. I've got the parsley here. I've got the two tablespoons of butter here. So when I cook... It looks like I'm cooking on a food show, but I'm really not. But again, it takes all the pressure off of cooking. And if I'm missing an ingredient, when I put that mise en place together, it's like, ah, I don't have the saffron or I don't have the chicken stock or I don't have something. But to me, cooking relaxes me. But if it all wasn't in its place and it all wasn't ready to go, I couldn't enjoy it. And if I couldn't enjoy cooking, that means I couldn't enjoy the glass of wine or the bourbon I'm having while I cook because I'd be too busy being scatterbrained uh, to try to figure it out. Give us a call, guys, 556 
want to know what you're doing for Thanksgiving, or what are you cooking tonight? So, you know, as I think of this crazy 2020, I can't help but reflect back on uh, one, of, one of my favorite musicals, and that would be Mame. And from Mame, there's a great song that, said, that is, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. And there is nothing that I think we need more right now than a lot of Christmas, just to lift all of our spirits. So we usually decorate the tree and haul out, haul out the holly, as they say, um, Thanksgiving night or the day after Thanksgiving. Well, this year we pulled out the tree. It's all standing up. All the decorations are ready to go. And my oldest daughter is coming to help decorate. I have to cook. So the minute I hang up here, I'm going to put my apron on. And tonight she wants stewed chicken. So we're going to do the stewed chicken. We're going to do it. It'll take about three hours, but everything's already chopped. The onions are chopped. The celery's are chopped. The bell pepper's chopped. Everything's chopped. So we'll go in, we'll saute, the, uh, saute all the vegetables, take them out, brown off the chicken that's been uh, put in some flour, some salt, some pepper, onion powder, garlic powder, put all the veggies back in once the chicken is nice and brown, add some chicken stock, close the lid, and walk away. So it doesn't have to be difficult. And when you look at cooking, you say, oh, it's, it's just too much. It's after work. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Use the mise en place plan ahead, and cook dishes that you can walk away from. Cook something that, you know, if you get home at 4 or 5 o'clock, that if it takes an hour, you can just let that simmer on the stovetop for an hour. And you can go do whatever, whatever you do. You take a nap, you fold clothes, whatever it is you have to do when you get back from work. But it's just important. We, we enjoy eating together. We, we always have. Um, we were not the family Although my children always had activities, we were not the family where one child would run in and grab a piece of chicken and one child would run in and grab a peanut butter sandwich. And what We always sat down to eat. And as I've said on this show before, I think that that's a very important part of life. And I think that that is a very important thing to do. So uh, that's just Don. You're learning a little bit about Don. All right. I think it, I think it is time for a break. So why don't you give me a call, 556-9696, and we'll chat right after this. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Annadel's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadel's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. 
This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. And welcome back to the final course of the food show. You're listening to your guest host, Don Clement. Otherwise known as, the, known as the gourmet neighbor sitting in for Tom and Marianne. And we've just been talking about all kinds of stuff today. We have gone through Thanksgiving turkeys, roasted, fried, baked, the way my mother does them. I guess would have to be called steamed if you shoved it in a bag and applied heat. I don't know what else to call that. But uh, we, we've talked about the gamut. Uh, I have learned that no matter how many good people call in and talk about green bean casseroles, that uh, I'm never going to eat one, and I hope that we never have one on any Thanksgiving table that I go to. So uh, not to be insulting, everybody likes what they like. I would prefer the, the green beans just au naturel, just like they are maybe a little salt, pepper, and maybe a little butter, olive oil. I, I, would, I would much prefer it. Uh, without the canned cream of mushroom soup. Every time I see that, that congealed soup, I wonder, what is in that? And what keeps it all congealed like that? Is it fat? Is it, I don't even want to know. If you know what's in that and what keeps it like that and why it's called condensed, give me a call at 556-9696. You know, Henry, every time, I'm, I'm getting ready to cook right now this, this great chicken stew. And I'm sitting here thinking it's a shame because, like, you're, like, right around the block. I need to start <laughs> dropping food off to Henry, too. You know oh, what I'm saying? Goodness. You're getting me excited, Don. Don't promise what you can't deliver. Come on. <laughs> send, send, some, uh, send some care packages over there. And, you know, uh, we like to share food. So I'll have to, I have to put you on the list. Oh, absolutely. I'll put you on the list, Henry. I, I swear, doing this show and then I do Tim McNally's show right after this, right. which is also food. And I emerge mm -hmm. from those three hours absolutely famished. I've learned I cannot come to this station without uh, a lunch packed and ready to go. Right, right. So you're, so after you listen to both shows, you're starving and grabbing a drink. Uh, exactly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we're located right, right in between Poydras and, uh, and Canal, right. so it is just a perfect place to get a bite to eat after, after work, though. That's, so, very that's true. I, I have been to the studio. There are quite a few places within, within walking distance uh, uh, for certain, where you can grab a bite to eat. I was just over That's at Bourbon it. House the other day, in fact. I got their culinary, which is uh, still that? doing the encore. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, I've I've been to a couple of the culinary restaurants. I really like Koshan's as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that Bourbon House, they had, uh, it was <clears> a, what was it? I believe an andouille sausage uh, po' boy. 
And oh, wow. yes, it was a house-made andouille sausage and pepper po' boy. Or you could have got the deviled stuffed crab. I got the po' boy because mm. I am just an absolute sucker for house-made <laughs> sausage. And then you got yeah. a little, I believe, cocktail and salad with that for about 30 bucks. So not too bad. Wow. Uh, actually, you know what? That's... Two cocktails. I'm looking at it now. It's two cocktails. Two cocktails. That's, that's, uh, that's a bargain for sure. Yeah, Sazerac and French 75. Not bad at all. <laughs> You know what they do really well over there is uh, they really fry oysters very, very really? well. Really, I have not tried it. I'm, I'll yeah. have to try. They're not. They're not. Uh, they don't have that oily taste uh, mm-hmm. at all. There's not a lot of grease. They're very light, and they do a salad, and they make this um, dressing. And I can't remember if it's out of whiskey or it's got to be out of whiskey mm. bourbon house. It's got to be. Must be. And it's got this this little sweetness and a little hint of pepper in it and. You really just, it doesn't sound like it would go well with a salad, but it's really a terrific salad. Oh, it sounds amazing, honestly. And look, when we're in full swing, if we're ever in full swing, God, oh, I'll take a half I'm a sure swing. We will. We will. Um, that's a great place to sit in the window and people watch. Oh, absolutely. That, that is in such a good, uh, it, it's in a great location. It's, I think, for that area, the price point, the location, mm-hmm. and, and the quality is just perfect for me. You know, there's, there's obviously mm-hmm. other restaurants that are also incredible sure. right in those few blocks because you're in the French Quarter. But Bourbon House, I really do like that spot for, for being right on bourbon, basically. Mm-hmm. And you can, there's, something, there's something for everybody there. Like you said, you can go all the way from a sandwich to a fried seafood platter. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's runs the whole gamut, the menu. You, you will find something that you like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know what else I've been enjoying around in this area is uh, Koshan. Are you a fan of them? Yes, they're right behind us, yeah, right around the block. Yeah, Right around absolutely. the block, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went there for their culinary uh, as well, and that was, ooh, I, I have to say, I'm a fan of everything they do, but their boudin is just mm. out of this Delicious. World. If you ever buy Koshan, absolutely go by that back door and uh, mm-hmm. pick up some, some boudin there. I have picked up, uh, not boudin, I've picked up some... Um, marinated uh, pork pork chops at one point. Oh, okay. And okay. just just toss toss them on the grill on the roof and they were really really good. And you know, I for, I forget about that grab and go that they have there. I've got to remember that. And you know, somebody else who does it but the price point is much different than uh mm-hmm. Cochon a butcher is uh Doris Metropolitan. Oh. So you can actually go into Doris and if you look right to the right of the bar, there's this very small glass deli case. And in that deli case, they will sell you any cut of their house-aged beef that they have. Really? Oh my goodness! Yeah, but it, it's 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 pricey. It's not a it's not an inexpensive uh, venture, but it's not something you'd be doing. You know, you wouldn't be buying a piece of sixty-dollar steak every day. It's no, of course on not. A special occasion. I know? I am a strong believer in every once in a while going out and spending a good amount of money on a meal. Obviously, what that amount is varies from person to person, <laughs> but. I think, uh, you know, once a month, I think, go out, treat yourself. Have a, a little bit more of an expensive meal than you would have normally. You know, again, that amount depends mm-hmm. on the person. But I sure. uh, went out with my mother to Mosca's not too long ago. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, on the pricier side. And, I, I, I mean, you just have to make time and you make the an event out of it. And I That's loved right. it. It felt great, you know. Well, you know, especially today. I mean, when you go out, if you're out there... That's pretty much all you're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not too mm-hmm. many. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hang out in the bar for sure right no. now. 
Um, not that not that I don't usually hang out in a bar, but I'm not about <laughs> to go do that right now. But um, it, it becomes the event. And I called in earlier this week because we went to Galatoire's uh, with some friends of ours who have been telling you got to come, you got to come, you got to come. Uh-huh. And I don't I don't know why it was off my radar. We eat everywhere. I just don't know. And I said, you know what? I do. I feel like putting on a suit. I feel like getting dressed up. I Ooh, feel like okay. Doing something different than we're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And we went, and it was the best meal I have had in 2020. <laughs> it, it, it was, they were on the mark. They didn't miss a thing. Everything was perfect. Everything was, it, look, like, like I told Marianne, I truly think that their uh, oysters um, are better, were better than uh, Antoine's, where they were, Ooh. Rockefeller, where they were originated. Quite a claim, quite a claim. They had a little sweetness to it. I don't know if it was Pernod. I don't know exactly what it was, but uh, they were they were delicious. Trout Amandine was absolutely delicious. Bread oh. pudding with almost a bananas Foster sauce on top of the bread pudding. Oh my goodness! So, you are killing yeah. me. I could I would do anything for a bread pudding right now. I have to say, goodness gracious! Well, you just. It, it's all around you, Henry. It is. You, you can get bread pudding <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I'm very you know, lucky like that. Something else to think about. We've been a couple of times to the commissary. Have you tried that yet? I love the commissary, actually. Yeah, I, I pick it up and uh, I bring it over to my uncle's house over in that area. And uh, yeah, commissary, mm-hmm. I would say they, they had some great, I can't remember what they were, but they had some great culinary deals as well, I think, with a the roast they chicken. Did. They did, with the chicken. And you could, I mean, it was like, it was crazy. It was like, $26 and it was enough to mm-hmm. feed four people. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was the roasted chicken, which is delicious. And it was like two or three sides. If I, if I remember correctly, I think you do. Um, and you know, the really cool thing about it is if, if people don't know that was established by the Brennans to actually be a commissary for their restaurant. So that way they could take the turtle soup out of the prep line. They don't have to do that anymore in the kitchen. And they could take the gumbo, gumbo yaya from Mr. B's. There's no reason that that has to be cooked on premises. So they would cook it all there. Then when we went into 2020 foolishness, they said, well, wait a minute. Instead of just using this for ourselves, why don't we let the general public come and buy it? And let me tell you, the yaya was the yaya. It Mm -hmm. was it's just great. I loved it. I loved it. We've got a couple of meal kits there. One was the Chateaubriand meal kit. And I purchased that because it is extremely hard to find a Chateaubriand anywhere. And it was just, it was great. So if you're thinking about something different and, uh, you know, you want a quick grab and go, or you even want something that you have to take an extra step to prepare it yourself, that is a great, reasonably priced um, idea. I like it a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, the commissary is great. So where are you eating tonight, Henry? Or what are you thinking of? Oh, you, you're, you're hungry. <laughs> I'm always hungry. Like I said, Don, I'm always hungry. Uh, what's the joke? Everybody in this town, has, uh, what, uh, you talk about your next meal while you're having your lunch or whatever. That's the only mm-hmm. thing anybody ever talks about. I and, and a lot of... Please go ahead. No, go ahead. I think uh, you, got, you were talking earlier about cauliflower, and it struck me... Mm-hmm. Because there is a dish at a, uh, a Middle Eastern restaurant that I love, Lebanon's Cafe. I live very close to it. And they do okay. a wonderful hummus cauliflower. And what they do, it's their uh, house hummus, and they uh, essentially split a, a, a head of cauliflower in half, roast mm-hmm. it, and then put it on top of the uh, hummus there with a little bit of this uh, pomegranate reduction sauce. 
I have oh, wow. to say, one of the best ways I've ever had a hummus and mm. b cauliflower ever prepared. So delicious. And, and you know, their cauliflower there is great. I mean, their hummus there is delicious to begin with. It really is. Any kind of. It's very smooth. It is it, very, very, very smooth. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great little place. Nice people. Uh, we don't go there often enough. You know what's great about it is uh, it's bring your own beer also. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's great. You can bring a bottle of wine and just, you know, drink it with your friends and you save quite a bit. Can I bring a bottle of bourbon? I think so. I think they might give you a, a little look, but as long as you're not too rowdy, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> well, then, then, then I'll probably get more than a little look. But anyway, I can, I, I can live with that. Are you a fan of Shia? I am a fan of Shia, yes. It's again though, uh, Lebanon's is just so close to my house that I end up yeah. going there more often than Shia, but I would never mm-hmm. never say that Shia is uh is bad, certainly. No. And and you know what's really interesting? Uh I just saw I, I just saw that Saffron Nola is doing a Thanksgiving meal pickup. Really? Wow. Yeah, so I mean it check that out online because that was really, really an interesting menu. So uh, be sure to take a look at that. You know, these two hours have gone by very, very quickly. Oh, and so you, fast. You always start, like, how are we going to fill two hours? And then you look up and it's four o'clock and it's all over. So for now, my friends, it is, for now, my friends, it is over. I have had a very good time here today talking to Snowball and Dan and Michael75. And we've all learned that Don does not like green bean casserole. And it will not be on my Thanksgiving table. Happy Thanksgiving to all. I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. This is Michael Savage. Join me in the Savage Nation right here on 990 AM WGSO in New Orleans. Give me 15 minutes and I'll give you the real America. Savage. Savage. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump's campaign will pay for recounts in two counties in Wisconsin. The price tag is $3 million for recounts in Dane and Milwaukee counties. It would have cost the campaign much more to initiate recounts over the entire state. Currently, Joe Biden is leading in the Badger State by around 20,000 votes. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar spoke Wednesday about the coronavirus pandemic, talking up the very encouraging news about vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. The CDC recently sent out guidelines about how people should safely celebrate Thanksgiving, which Azar made a point of noting on Wednesday. The safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year is at home with the people you live with and through virtual celebrations. Gathering indoors with people who aren't members of your household is a higher risk activity for spreading the virus. USA Radio News. Could an ancient mystery be determining the events of our time? Could it reveal the secret of our future? Are recent events a warning that we are approaching judgment? How much time do we have left? Author Jonathan Kahn releases the book that reveals what could not be revealed until now. His newest New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger 2, The Return. Embark on an epic journey to uncover the mysteries and revelations that are changing the world and will change your life. Available online and wherever fine books are sold. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. 
life. Available at Walmart. Visit prostateoneperday.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Boeing 737 MAX, the jetliner grounded for 20 months after two international crashes that killed 346 passengers and crew, was cleared to fly again on Wednesday by the FAA. FAA Administrator Steve Dixon flew the plane last month. We're going to make sure that the process is completed uh, correctly. The jet hasn't flown passengers since March of last year. 737 MAX pilot Laura Einsettler telling CBS News. I'm looking forward to flying the MAX. When you see the experienced pilots coming on board with confidence in, in our training and our mastery, and you can know that it's safe. House Democrats continuing to get their ducks in a row for the new congressional session beginning next year. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats are unified despite gains by Republicans in the recent national elections. All of it connected to the hopes and aspirations of America's working families. This is USA Radio News. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant. We just rolled out a new happy hour menu. Very French-inspired, small plates, some crab and corn beignets, mandouille gougères, palms d'oeuvre. Mandouille gougères? Yeah. Mandouille, gruyere cheese, pot of dough, fried up, actually, instead of baked, so they get that nice crispy outside and fluffy yeah. interior. You get the cheese all melty. Doing some petite sandwiches as well. Make it very kind of French street-inspired. We're doing a mini croque monsieur, mini grilled cheese, little Cajun sliders. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Crisp and chilly for the mornings, but things do warm up again as we move into the weekend. However, we don't expect any showers to come by yet, possibly late Sunday or Monday. Tonight, 40s, mostly to near 50. There may be a few upper 30s, Sunny afternoon tomorrow, seasonable near 72. Friday, Saturday going into the weekend, a bit more humid, not too much though yet. Partly cloudy for the afternoons, mid-70s Friday, followed by the upper 70s Saturday as well as Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show with over 250 tables, knives, guns, and ammo. Saturday, December 5th, 9 to 5. Sunday, December 6th, 10 to 4. Adults, $10. Ages 11 to 15, $5. 10 and under, get in free. Good for both days. $2 discount for military and police. Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Knives, guns, and ammo. Murphy's Mandeville Gun and Knife Show. Saturday and Sunday, December 5th, December 6th. At the Casting Center, Mandeville. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. 
Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. All right, all right. It's another beautiful day out there. It really, truly is, huh? Just gorgeous. Uh, We are in a streak here, and I hope it hangs tight. 67 degrees today, uh, right now. 